Thanks for joining us for this message from the Real Life Student Ministries of James River Assembly. For more information, visit us at reallifeonline.com or facebook.com slash reallife. But let me just say this before he comes. He's more than just a great preacher. This is a guy who's an incredible leader. And while I've known him for several years, I've really uh, just so respected and admired him from a distance because I've, I've just watched not only just the ministry through the Word and through leadership, but this is a guy who has a true heart after the things of God. Amazing servant of the Lord, uh, just an incredible spirit and attitude. We're thrilled to have him here at Real Life tonight. So I want you to put your hands together right now as Michael Fernandez comes to preach the Word. Come on, welcome Michael as he comes tonight. Man, it is so incredible to be here at Real Life. I feel privileged. I'm telling you, I feel so excited. I feel like I feel like five foot six. I mean, I just feel so excited to be able to be here. I want you to know that you have one of the most incredible youth pastors on the face of the planet. Can we give it up for Pastor Scotty, his entire team? Incredible. Incredible. I also want to give a shout out to the West Campus that is watching us right now. I was not aware, Pastor Scotty, that in the West Campus and the South Campus, I was not aware that only good-looking people were allowed to walk into this building. But now I know that, and so now I know that I am the visitor because of that. But there are some good-looking people here, and I'm, I'm excited about camp. I don't know about you, but I feel excited because I know that God is going to do an incredible work. Uh, I remember going to camp. I was probably the same size as I am now, but I remember going to camp and being so excited because I'm like, dude, my future wife is there. I know she's there. God, if she's there, just show her to me because I, I need to know who she is. And sometimes the worship leader, they didn't do it tonight, but thankfully, but the worship leader sometimes would say things like, why don't you join hands with the person next to you? And I would try to get next to somebody who was fine. I mean, somebody who was fine. And so I would be able to hold her in. I'm like, ooh, Jesus, mm, Jesus. Because the man of God or the woman of God said, join hands with the person next to you. And I'm like, I am not going to disobey the man of God. He wants me to hold your hand. Give me your hand now in the name of Jesus. We didn't do that tonight, but I remember getting so excited that I was able to hold the hand of a girl. I want you to know that more importantly that, than holding the hand of a guy or a girl, this weekend, God wants to hold your hand. God wants to connect with you. God wants you to know that he loves you and he cares for you more than any guy will ever be able to care and love for you. And I'm excited because I know that you are hungry for God. Dude, I was so impressed I did not know that you had a live furnace in this place. And what I refer to, when I came in, there were just students just burning up this carpet, seeking the presence of God, praying and believing for power to move in this place. And I know that camp is going to be an incredible experience. So I cannot wait to get on the bus and get to camp. West Campus, get ready to go to camp. It's going to be incredible. Get ready for camp. I'm married, 
and uh, my wife, I think we have a picture. My wife's name is Lucy. If you've ever seen one of those, like, like fine-looking girls with some ugly dude, and you're like, how did that happen? He's either got a lot of money or something. That's exactly what happened to my wife and I. My, my, my wife has selective blindness. The Lord struck her early on. And it was a lot of this, please marry me. Please, please, please marry me. I finally said, okay, get up. I'll marry you. Get up. I'll marry. Okay, you didn't get that. But anyway, uh, my wife and I have been married. We have uh, three gorgeous children. I love to hug them until their eyeballs pop out. I love to hug them. Um, just recently, I've transitioned into a new ministry. I'm from San Antonio, and I want you to know I'm the average height for Latinos in San Antonio, okay? I want you to know over there, I'm kind of tall. Uh, and I, I work in a, in a ministry called uh, Cornerstone Church, and just recently, I've transitioned into the role of the high school uh, youth pastor and the college and career youth pastor, and our pastor sends you love and greetings, Pastor John Hagee. He, he's, we're, we're, our staff is praying for us right now that we would have an incredible time in the presence of the Lord. But tonight, I want to talk to you about a subject that I believe all of us are in right now. I want to talk to you about being in hot pursuit. All of us are in hot pursuit of something. We are all looking and moving towards something. Are there any volleyball players in the house? Any volleyball players? I've seen some girls that are in hot pursuit of that one kill, that one spike. They're like, got it? Got it? I mean, you know, or they're kind of doing this thing up here and stuff. Do we have any football players in the house? Any fo- There's that one dude that's lifting weights like, I mean, he's got muscles on top of muscles. His muscles are pregnant. <laughs> They're in pursuit of the hot body. They're in pursuit of the perfect kill. They're in, how, we've got some people that are praying, Father, give me a boyfriend. He said, make somebody like me who's not related to me. I mean, you just, besides my mom telling me I'm cute, just let somebody else. We're in pursuit of something, but I want you to know this. As we are in pursuit of things in this world that we think are valuable and important, God is in pursuit of your life. And as we leave and get on this bus in just a few moments, I want you to know that we are moving from where we are at to pursue the presence and the power of God. So I pray that part of the registration packet was a safety seatbelt because I want you to prepare yourself because God has a powerful journey that he wants to walk you through that won't just last in your sixth grade year, even though you've been there three years, it will last for the rest of your life. A pursuit of holiness. I'm inviting you to get on that bus and pursue the things of God. He's in hot pursuit of your life. I was in middle school, and I saw this girl in the hallway. And as I'm walking in the hallway trying to be cool, I was never as cool as you are. This is as close as to being cool I've ever been in, being in this room right now with you. I want you to know that. And so I'm walking in the hallway, and, dude, I see this girl looking at me. I'm like, dude, she's checking me out. She's checking me out. She's checking, dude, she's checking me out. She's checking me. And so she's looking at me, so I'm going to look at her. I'm going to look at her, and I'm looking at her, and she's looking at me, and I'm expecting this music to come out. And I'm looking at her, and I'm not paying attention to where I'm going. All of a sudden, bam, like somebody had just given me a roundhouse punch. Boom. My chin just waka, waka, waka. I mean, I, just, I ran into a fire extinguisher. 
I hit the thing so hard that it went boom. Because I was not watching where I'm going. Sometimes we're in pursuit of the wrong things. And as we take our eyes off Jesus, as we take our eyes off of the things that God is trying to direct us towards, we end up running into sin. We end up running into issues. We end up running into things that delay us from going forward because we're distracted by things that are happening to the right and left. That's why camp is so important. It, it removes the distractions from our lives. In the book of 1 Samuel in chapter 10, that's where we'll find our text, The Pursuits. We'll see that great things happen when we pursue God's presence. Specifically, three things take place when we are in hot pursuit. Number one, the anointing takes place. Number two, transformation takes place. And number three, changed futures take place and we are praying that those three things will be accomplished at camp so on page 250 in my bible let me read what the word of god says beginning in verse number one and verse number two it says then samuel took a flask of oil and poured it on saul's head and kissed him saying has not the lord anointed you leader over his inheritance when you leave me today, you will meet two men near Rachel's tomb at Zelza on the border of Benjamin. They will say to you, the donkeys you set out to look for have been found, and now your father has stopped thinking about them and is worried about you. He is asking, what shall I do about my son? Point number one, when we are in pursuit of God, the anointing happens. I want you to know this, that the Bible is teaching us right here that he was in pursuit. Samuel was in pursuit of looking for some donkeys that had been lost. And in the midst of looking for these donkeys that needed to be found, he ran into the presence of God. And so I'm here to ask you a question. What are you looking for? What are you pursuing? Are you looking for a scholarship? Are you looking for a boyfriend? Are you looking for a, for a girlfriend? What are you looking for? Because I want you to know this. Whatever you are looking for in life, God is in hot pursuit of your life. You may not expect it. You may not be looking for it. But all of a sudden, just like Samuel ran into the presence of God, we believe that you are going to run into the presence of the Lord at this camp. And maybe you went to camp last week. God's not done with you. Maybe you didn't get to sign up for camp. You're waiting for camp three or four. You're on a waiting list. Listen to me. God has no waiting list. He can touch you and fill you every day that you cry and seek out his name he's ready when you pursue him the bible says that he's looking for donkeys i need somebody to help me preach yeah can i get a volunteer you know what let me where's where's justin justin will you come up here real quick pastor justin can you just give it up for pastor justin real quick as he comes the bible says this then samuel took bro do we have any water <clears throat> The Bible says that Samuel took a flask of oil and poured it on his head and kissed him. Has not the Lord anointed you leader over his inheritance? When you leave me today, you will meet two men near Rachel's tomb. I want you to know that God was specific. God was specific. He saw Samuel. He was specific with the person that he was going to use. God is going to be specific with the person. God is, God is looking to use real life students. God is looking to use you and me. 
the the Bible, I'm, I'm like drowning like Nemo here. The, the Bible says this, that when the prophet saw Samuel, he went up to Samuel. He didn't even talk to Samuel. The first thing that he did is he anointed him. He anointed him. He didn't ask for permission. Maybe he didn't even know it was going to happen. But I want you to know that God through the prophet, saw the man that he wanted to use and said, that's the guy I'm going to use. And he anointed him. Listen to me. God is looking for a generation that is not waiting to give God permission to move in their lives. They are ready every single day that they open up their eyes. God, use me today to make a difference. In somebody's life, come on, real life, I'm talking about you. God is ready when you pursue him. The Bible says that he was looking for donkeys. That this guy was looking for donkeys. Bro, can you help me out of here a little bit, can you? I need a donkey. So this is what the deal was. You see, donkeys are pretty important. This way, donkey, this way. Donkeys are pretty important because that's a, that's a motor transportation. Stay, donkey, stay, stay. They're very important. Matter of fact, the more donkeys you had, the more wealth you had. So it was, it was, it was important to find donkeys. What am I trying to say? You may be finding something that's important. You may be find, you may be looking for something that's valuable, that is worthy of being found. But I want you to know the most worthy thing, the most important thing in your life is not to find things in life. It's to find the maker of all things. He's the king of kings. He is the Lord of lords. His name is Jesus. And when you find him, you find everything else that you are looking for in life. Come on, give him praise tonight. Give him praise tonight. I want the devil to know that we found the truth. I want the kind of praise that makes the devil nervous. I want the kind of praise that makes the devil scared. Listen to me. I believe that tonight's going to be a bad night for the devil. The Bible says this. That the donkeys he set out to look for had been found. Bro, get up. You look ridiculous. Bro, get up, get up, get up. Get up. Okay, can you just take a seat right there real quick? The anointing happens. Samuel did not ask permission to anoint him. He just did it. Will you allow God to do whatever he wants to do in your life without restrictions? Some of us, we want more of God, but we don't want our routines messed up. We want more of the presence of the Lord, but we don't want him to get rid of our boyfriend. We don't want him to edit our Facebook statuses. We have these photos like... And we have these questionable photos. We have these questionable things. I'm like, oh, dude, I thought she was Christian. No, no, she's a worship leader. She looks like, I mean, listen, we've got to be careful. We've got to watch our testimony because we are showing what we are in pursuit of. The anointing happens. The anointing is something that happened not just during biblical times, but it happens now. It was reserved for priests and kings. And this is the key here. The Bible says that the prophet spoke up and says this, has not the Lord anointed you leader over his inheritance? It was not a question. It was a command. It was a statement. He said, don't you know who you are? 
Don't you know I have plans and purposes for your life? Don't you understand you're not just anybody. You are somebody. You need to stick out, puff out your chest. Stand straight up. God's going to use you. You're a champion. You're a warrior. You're a stick of dynamite. God wants to use your life. That's why the devil's working so hard to distract you. That's why the enemy's working so hard to to bring discouragement on your family, to attack your mind and tell you you're fat, you're ugly, nobody likes you. You're a child of God. You are valuable. You are potent. You are incredible. Touch your neighbor, tell him, I think he's talking about you. Tell him, tell him, I think he's talking about you. Then say, no, 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 I'm sorry, he was talking about me. I thought he was talking about you. He was really... He was really talking about me. Check out verse number five. Not only does the anointing happen when we're in pursuit of God, the Bible says, after that you will go to Gibeth of God, there will be a Philistine outpost. As you approach the town, you will meet a procession of prophets coming down from the high place with lyres, tambourines, pipes, and harps being played before them, and they will be prophesying. Verse number six, the spirit of the Lord will come upon them in power and you will prophesy with them and you'll be changed into a different person. Listen to me, West Campus. I want you to know this. The Bible says that you'll be changed into a different person. You'll be changed into a different person. Listen to me. CrossFit is not going to change you the way God can change you. PX90 not gonna buns of steel, old school buns of steel. That's not gonna change you the way God can change you. God wants to change us from the inside out. The Bible says that when the Spirit of the Lord comes upon you, then you will be changed. Can I tell you something? We've been trying really hard to be good. We've been trying really hard to serve God. But it's not until we allow the presence of God to fully come upon our life that we'll see the change that we've been wanting to see in our lives. The Spirit of the Lord will come upon you in power. Listen to me. God doesn't want to give you a happy meal power. He wants to give you a supernatural divine power. Let me, let me illustrate it this way. Justin, come back up here again, please. We're going to say Justin is the power of God. I think that's a fairly accurate description. I mean, look at him. That's a lot of power right there. That's like double portion power. We're going to say that I am like students from rural life. I'm, I'm you guys. I'm, I'm, I represent the West Campus. And I want the power of God. The Bible says, verse number six, the spirit of the Lord will come upon you. Come upon you. I want the power of God to come upon my life. Just, can you, can I get the power of God? That's a lot of power. (laughs) Somebody's been hitting that smoothie bar at the, at the workout center. But the Bible says the power of God will come upon you. Some of us, we go to camp and we get a lot of power. We get pumped up with worship and I move to the lift and I move and I can't move back, but I move and jump in the river. And then we get tired. Really, we get tired. 
we get discouraged because we're trying to maintain this fire. We're trying to maintain this power. And it's a little difficult to do that. But I want you to know this. That that was never God's plan for you to carry the power, for you to use your own strength. That's not, that's not the plan and purpose of God. Don't you know? Wait, 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 wait. Power of God, don't leave me or abandon me or forsake me. You see, God's plan all along was for us. You see, greater is he that is in me. You see, it's his strength. When I'm in him, when I pursue him, it's his abilities operating and working in my life. It's his resources that help me go, help me have victory and help me succeed. It's him who helps me and is with me. It's his ability. Please let me down. (laughs) Let's give it up for Pastor Justin here. So point number two is this. Point number two is the transformation takes place. Transformation takes place. And you'll be changed into a different person. You'll be changed into a different person. Let me tell you something. Mary Kay cannot change you. Mac, Maybelline, okay, even Avon. That's not going to change you. What's going to change you is not a new dress, your fingernails matching your hair and your eyelashes matching your belt or whatever coordination you want. Listen to me. That's not what's going to change us is an encounter with the presence of God that came upon Samuel's life that it changed him. The Bible says the spirit will come upon you. It is a mandate. God wants to fill you. God wants to change you more than you want to be changed. You don't have to convince him. There is already a wanting. There is already a desire. There is already a passion from God to touch your life. And ultimately, we need to know this. He loves us too much to leave us the way we are. The transformation. Somebody say transformation. I believe that God created a movie from Hollywood that explains this topic very well. It is one of the most powerful movies ever created. Even when they made this movie, they did not know it was a biblical movie. How many of you like the Transformers? Anybody like the Transformers? I like the Transformers because the Transformers are an Autobot. It's an Autobot. It's a robot that looks like a car, but all of a sudden, Whatever. And what looked like a car will transform into a warrior. Can, can we just show that clip without the audio on there? Just, and you'll see that there, are, that, that there are Autobots, that there are warriors, that they're not just warriors. They're airplanes and they're cars and they're tanks. And they begin to transform into something different using the same. Oh, some of you know where I'm going with this. Something different using the same parts. Don't you understand? that that is what God wants to do with you and me. He wants to take the same you. You five foot nothing. You, 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 you sixth grader. You, you ninth grader. You senior. He wants to take your life and he's going to use your life using the same parts. He's going to make you into a warrior. 
He's going to make you into somebody that is going to cause havoc for the kingdom of Satan and give glory to the power and the kingdom of God. Come on, how many of you believe that? It only happens when we're in pursuit. When we pursue the Lord, the anointing takes place when we pursue him. Transformation takes place when we pursue him. And lastly, changed futures take place. Changed futures take place when we pursue him. I want you to know that God is not looking just to touch your life tonight. He's looking to touch your life to affect your future. God is working in your future. Things that you don't see, you don't understand, you're hurt and you're upset because that boy dumped you, that girl's not paying attention to you. I want you to know that that's God working in your future because he knows that that girl or that guy is not, is not the right person for you. That's a fake, that's a counterfeit of what the Lord wants to bless you with. You may think that your life is falling apart and you may be in pursuit of the wrong things. You may be looking for donkeys, but God is looking to anoint your life. He's in pursuit of you. Even before you pursue him. The Bible says this in verse number 9. And I'll be closing here in just a few moments. If I can get the keyboard player to come please. As Saul turned to leave Samuel. God changed Saul's heart. Who produced the change? This is not a trick question. It was God that produced the change. When we pursue him. When we submit to him. Through that pursuing, through that submission, God slowly begins to change our heart. And then the Bible says this, and all these signs were fulfilled that day when he and his servant arrived at Gibeth, a procession of prophets met him. The Spirit of God came upon him powerfully, and he joined in their prophesying. When all those who had formerly known him prophesying, they looked at him and said, Wow, how is it possible? That Saul is among the prophets. We're going to come back from camp and, or, or just even tonight. God has the ability to, to cause you to even look the same, but there's something different about you. There's a different countenance. There's just a different way of life. There's a different speech pattern. There's a different way of you holding and conducting yourself that people are going to look at you and say, dude, I don't know what happened, but something happened. I don't know what's going on in your life, but I sense that you're different. That's the anointing of God. I don't know how else to tell you. This camp is not Disney camp. This is not band camp. This is not football camp. We are after the presence of God. Without embarrassment, without apology, we are here to seek the fire and the presence of the Lord. And we invite you, West Campus, we invite you to get ready. Students here, we invite you to get ready. Those of you that were at camp last week, you need to be fire starters. You need to be arsonists for the Lord. All of us should be in hot pursuit of the presence of the Lord. In just a few moments, I'm going to ask some leaders to come to the front. And they're just going to randomly pray for students that we're going to invite to come to these altars. And students, I'm challenging you. I'm inviting you tonight to think about right now in your mind, what is the thing that you've been pursuing? And what is the thing that God wants you to pursue? Holy Spirit, I pray right now in the name of Jesus 
that you would reveal to us the things that we have been pursuing instead of pursuing you. And maybe, Father, we want to pursue you. We just don't know how to pursue you. And I pray right now that we would begin to identify right now the thing that you want us to pursue most in our lives. Speak to us right now, Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name. First, I'm going to invite all the leaders. Would you please come? Staff, leaders, you know who you are. We're not going to pray for all of the students in a line, so to speak. We're just going to provide spiritual covering and support. And students, in just a moment, I'm going to invite you to either find a place of prayer in here to be identified. Pastor Steve is going to take control right now over the West Campus. And, and through him, you're going to identify the things that you're wanting to pursue for God in your life and lead you in prayer that way right now. Thank you, Pastor Steve, for doing that. Those of us that are here, what are, what are you after? Listen to me. What do you want? What do you want? from God that's that's the point of this message what are you in pursuit of because God is in hot pursuit of you and anything that is not God is a distraction it's a roadblock